Hi, welcome to Life Take Shape. I'm Denise Mullane. And I'm Trisha Beckham. Join us as we discuss what has shaped our lives so you can get your life in shape. Welcome to lucky episode number 13. I'm your host, Trisha Beckham. Denise is living a posh life. She's actually vacationing in the Hamptons, so she is not going to be interviewing with me today. My guest is Victor Contreras, owner of Holistic Fit. Welcome to the podcast, Victor. Hey, thanks, Trisha. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I just wanted you to know you are my youngest guest to date. Wow. I know. So do, do I get like a little reward or something? Like a little mug? Yeah. Or like, like a... <laughs> no, like a baby, like a baby bottle filled with what? jelly beans. Like a baby bottle. Yeah, you're the youngest. So like a baby bottle, right? Like a pacifier. Right. No? Right? <laughs> a little pacifier. <laughs> so you're 20, oh. 28. Nine. 29. 29. I just had a birthday. That's yeah. right. Well, I've known you since you were 28, so it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it passes by super quickly. <laughs> it does, it does. And I, I think I've known you what? You think like I've known you a year? Uh, I, I feel like it's been a little longer than that. Well, yeah. I think I met you, uh, you've been doing um, the hit classes, I think, for about a year now, right? Yeah, yeah. So... I go every Saturday for my listeners, I go to a hit class with Victor and three, sometimes four other ladies. And it's actually a butt kicking workout and probably not my first choice for where I'd spend a Saturday morning. <laughs> but um, I was there yesterday. Can't laugh without being in pain. And I can't raise my arms because I'm just <laughs> not, I'm not putting the hours in the gym during the week and I leave it all to Victor on Saturdays. So I'm a man, but I got my money's worth. I got my money's worth yesterday for sure. All right. Good. So we're going to talk a little bit about California. That's where we're going to yes. start, Victor, because you and I are both <clears throat> born and raised Californians. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> but we're going to. Yes, that's right. We're going to say that. So. Talk a little bit. You grew up in Anaheim. Did you were you always into fitness? Did you kind of know that was your thing? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, my parents always had me in sports. Um, I mean, you from you being from California, uh, you know, Anaheim is is not the prettiest city. Anaheim is. Uh, you have the ghetto areas. There's there's bad you know bad things happening. Or the kids that you grow up with, and then you know down the road you find out that they're getting into some bad things. They're experimenting with drugs and. You know, so my parents always had kind of like that thought process that, you know, if they, if they keep me occupied, I'll be distracted with, you know, either if it's um, the orchestra or whether it's um, sports. Uh, they had me playing soccer. Soccer is like the sport that I played the longest. So I, I believe I was a senior in high school when, you know, I stopped playing soccer and I played wow. club and I played, yeah, I played with the school uh, I made varsity my freshman year. I mean, I was pretty good. And, nice. and you know, us, you know, us Hispanics are, you know, really into <laughs> soccer, right? So yeah, but why do you yeah. keep calling it soccer? You know, it's called football. Well, because you're 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 a white girl, you know, you're you're a white lady. So <laughs> yeah, because I played <laughs> I played I played soccer growing up. But thank yeah. you, thank you for dumbing it down so white girl me can understand. That's so helpful. Yeah. Let's let's do that throughout the podcast. <laughs> I'll make sure I do that. Yeah. So uh, I think I was, 
2011 when I joined uh, the Irvine Strikers. So this was a club where, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of serious. And, you know, you are the, the main coach was like a, a dude that was from uh, the U S national soccer team and really intimidating, wow. like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's when I started getting serious because I, I, I really enjoyed soccer. And I told my dad, I was like, Hey, like I want a club and, and we would travel here to Arizona for tournaments to New Mexico, to Texas, Wow! Uh, pretty much all over. Yeah. Northern California. And um, that's when I started kind of like uh, loving the sport more. Right. Because it, that was like the, com- the competition just went up like three, four levels after that. How did your parents afford? I mean, the, the I, I'm assuming the fees were very high for this kind of traveling club team with that level of coaching. He offered my parents like a discount. I think they called it like a scholarship for the for the club. Yeah. And they're able to. They had so much money. Uh, I think they had like a like a donation center where the parents would donate some money for those kids that came in and they were like low income. Yeah. And like basically, I got a scholarship, and I think my parents were paying like maybe like a thousand dollars a year instead of like the five thousand, right? Right. So like very low. But that, anyways, to answer your question, like that's how. Yeah, that's, that's how, how was, fitness they were able started. to afford it. Yeah. yeah. So, and your parents both immigrated to the United States from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Can you right. tell us a little bit about that? Like, what have they shared with you about that experience? Yeah. So my dad is from like a little town. It's like a little farming community. You know, I think the population is no more than a thousand. So my dad's from, from Durango. So you have Texas, you have underneath Texas is Chihuahua. That's where my mom's family's from. And then underneath Chihuahua is Durango. But anyways, wow. it's a farming community, right? They don't have, um, they don't have air conditioning. Now they do. My, they just installed not too long ago. But at the time, like, there's no air conditioning. Uh, there's, there's no boiler, right? So if you want to shower, uh, you needed to boil the water, and you only have like a five minute window to, to shower, right? Because the water gets cold after five minutes. My grandpa has about like uh, equivalent to 400 acres, and they, wow. they harvest corn, beans wheat and all these other things right and they have livestock and i mean it's it's like a rancher life right it's like very hard work still to this day they have this this farm correct wow so that's how my dad grew up he he was 24 years old when he decided to make his move to the united states he was always someone that loved school right so even though he was hard working uh at the ranch like he still went to college he wanted to to learn english you know he wanted to learn Mm -hmm. english and also he wanted to move to the United States, just like the majority of uh, people do when they live in Mexico, right? Because yeah. he wanted to help his parents out. My grandparents, they don't really make a living out there. You make enough to sustain your family, but it's like hard work year round. It's, it's really hard work. And he wanted to move to the United States to learn English and also to um, help to collect money, to save money and then send it back to his parents, right? Of so, course. What does he do to get, I mean, what's the process of him getting to the, what year do you think this is that he's trying to come to the United States? So about 35 years ago. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're, you're going into a new country. You don't really know the the language that well. I, I put myself in his shoes, you know, and it's like, if I was to move to Germany and I don't know the, the language, you know, I don't even understand any German, but it's a different culture. You have no work experience. You have no degree that works in that country. You know, it's like, I don't know. It, it, I, I really admire like his um, hard work and like his, his, uh, his faith and like how he just, you know, was against all odds and just 
committed, yeah. you know, committed yeah. to the move to help his parents out. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So, did, I mean, was it a, a legal thing or does do you just walk across the border at, at that day and age? Was it, you know, was he using a coyote to get across? I mean, do you know any of that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh no he he went he i think he was on a student visa okay i believe makes sense yeah because yeah so he he issued a student visa now mind you student visas i believe when he came in i think it was about like if they last a couple of years like one or two years or maybe even three sure. right because it's like just enough to maybe go to school for one or two years and they have to come back again and then try to requalify for another two three years but it could be that they don't qualify you, right? Yeah. Or it could right. be it could be that they reject you or they accept you again. It just all right. depends on the circumstances. Gotcha. Yeah, that's how we got across. My mom's mom, which is my grandma, she was born in the same little town as my dad. So okay. in Durango. Yeah. And she my my grandma moved to Chihuahua, which is a state that's right above Durango, right? She moved into the city and she wanted to actually go to school and she has my mom and she has six other kids oh, and where they, where they grew up. I mean, you can only imagine you have seven kids, but she was a single mother, my grandma. So you can only imagine how, how expensive and how tough that is. So yeah. of course they were very, very low income. Yeah. So all the kids, all the siblings, as soon as they can get a job, I mean, they got a job. You, you've been to Mexico, right? So you've yeah. seen like the little kids oh, yeah. sell like the chick, the chicklets, like they're hustlers, yeah. man, right? So, they're hustlers for sure. Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do. So, you know, they, they did, they, they did what they could. They sold, uh, you know, tortillas, whatever it was. And, you know, they try to make a little bit of money for the groceries, for the light bill, for the water. My mom told me, you know, she, she grew up working at such a young age, right? You know, she had family in the United States, so she would come in the summer times and she was a nanny, right? Or I believe uh, an aunt that lived in Texas. And then that's how she would gather money, right? And she, she would get paid and then she would come back to, the, to Mexico and, you know, she'd have money to, to help my grandma out. And um, they, I mean, it was, that, that's how she was introduced to the United States and she fell in love. You know, she was like, wow, I love I love the the country. I love the architecture. I love the culture. Um, I would love to, you know, to move to the United States. Like, and, sure. and she saw that if you get paid minimum wage here compared to what you make in Mexico, yeah. it's way more money. Yeah. So she ends up, she ends up moving to, um, to California with, she has fam she had family in California, right? So she has family, she had a cousin, you know, they ended up living there. So she moved to kind of like the same process as my dad. She had uh, kind of like a uh, student visa, right? Okay. So she got across. She went to California. She stayed at a house where um, I believe there was, I mean, it was crammed, right? You're talking like it's, it's my mom. It's my mom's sister, my aunt. And they're living in a room. And then there's like a whole, like a whole family that has maybe two, three kids that's living in the other bedroom, right? So I mean, you're, yeah. you're imagining it's, it's it's a crammed house, like a crammed oh, house, right? Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, that's that's how that's how she ended up moving to the United States, and um, my dad also ended up moving to California. And they, it's funny because they knew each other, right? Because I told you they were from yeah. the same little town. Sure. Uh, my mom would come. My mom would go visit her family members in in Mexico, in like the little town of Durango. Yeah. And that's that's how like she knew of my dad. 
and then it wasn't until they they were in California is when they they met up right so yeah. they, I they had no idea that both of them were here at the same time that's so, crazy but anyways destiny brought them together you know so they they ended up connecting in California wow and I I believe my mom was telling me now I can't remember this was a, a while ago she was she was dating someone or seeing someone so my dad had to like uh you know make his moves and <laughs> and make my mom fall in love with him and he ended up Aww. uh stealing her heart and, that's so yeah. sweet that's great yeah. and then yeah, it's so you and do you have brothers and sisters only child only you're child. an only child that yes. makes sense. Now that you say that, I see this only child, some of these behaviors now that I'm thinking back on you and how you act. Like, yeah, I could see that. I'm a little that. brat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. Hey. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, no, no, my mom wanted to awesome. have more kids. Yeah. Yeah, my mom wanted to have more kids, but she had complications, right? Or maybe I, I was a handful, you know, as a baby. Oh, maybe for she sure had, you were. Maybe she, maybe sure. she was like, hey, this guy's already enough. I'm, I'm, I can't deal with any more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cute little baby Victor, I'm sure was enough that she was all her dreams came true the day you were born. So <laughs> oh, for sure. if, if you're in Anaheim. So my dad, he was doing construction, right? Um, okay. But you know, California, there's, I mean, it's very competitive. There's not a lot of houses. There's not as, it's not like Arizona is like the development here is crazy. There's houses being built left and right, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in California, I mean, yes, in some areas, but for the area that we were in, like he had to travel like a, a hours, right? Yeah. So he had, he, he has a, a brother. I have an uncle here, right? Um, and he was, he, he worked for a contractor. So um, my, my dad, when he was really slow in California, he, he couldn't find any jobs. He would come to Arizona for a couple months and he would do work with my uncle right so they would they would do wood flooring they would install wood flooring they would um do carpet and uh, you know after after a short period he was like well i'm getting a lot of jobs over here in arizona let's just move to arizona the the cost of living is much cheaper we're able to afford a house my parents ended up you know committing they pulled the trigger and then we all moved to arizona so nice we moved to Queen Creek. So he bought a house in Queen Creek. Uh, this was back in like the early 2000s, 2004, five. Uh, we lived there for a little bit. The only thing about that house was the commute for my dad because he would work in, you know, he'd have jobs in Phoenix, Fountain Hills, Buckeye. I mean, you can, Yikes. that's a two hour, com two hour commitment, right? Yeah. So we're going to backtrack a little bit. Remember how I told you he had a uh, work visa or I'm sorry, a student visa. You know how it right. lasts yeah. two, three years, right? Yeah. So my mom got pregnant with me. So of yeah. course, like they couldn't move back to the back to Mexico, right? Because um, interesting. Yeah. So she, he wasn't going to leave my mom by herself. So they ended up staying here. They had me and I was born in California in Anaheim. And so anyways, long story short, the visa expires for both of them, right? Of course. So what does that mean? They they're, don't have they're illegal, illegal, right? So they I mean, they wrote it out. My mom fixed her papers before my dad. So I believe how my do mom you, fixed... How do you fix your papers? What do you do? How do you do that? <clears throat> There's different like programs, right? Every, okay. every president, they come out with like ways to naturalize or like be making, okay. you know, help you become a U.S. citizen, right? Got or it, help you it. become a resident. Okay. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. mom applied for, uh, what is it called? A work permit. 
So okay. she, she got accepted. And then once you get a work permit, you can apply for a resident to be a resident. And then once you get it, once you become a resident, then you can apply for the U.S. citizenship. Right. So it's like okay. a process. Yeah. And that sure. process takes you have to be working for a whole year to, to be to be eligible for the, the the residency. And then it's just, you know, you have to have your residency for X amount of years to apply for and to be able to apply for the uh, citizenship. Right. So my mom yeah. ended up going through that route. So she fixed her papers. Well, my dad. He, he was ineligible, right? Yeah. There, there's just so many variables. Like you have to read the documents, hire a lawyer, whatever. But my dad anyways was not eligible at the time. So he moved to Arizona. He was still illegal. So this was my sophomore year. He was, uh, I was in school and he was driving to work. I believe this was in somewhere in Fountain Hills. He gets pulled over by a cop because he, he, he drives an old truck, right? He drives an right. 85 GMC right? Yeah. One of the, one of the, the turning signals does not work. The one on the left at the time, he's, he has a new vehicle now, but he um, made a left turn. He didn't put the turn signal because it doesn't work, obviously. And the cop like stopped him for that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, long story short, asked him proof of insurance and registration, right? Yeah. He didn't have it. So yeah. they put it, you know, they, they, they take him to jail. So they call my mom. My mom picks me up home, you know, early from school and, um, I, I mean, I still remember it because it's pretty. It was pretty traumatizing. My mom's like, "Hey, your dad's in jail. He got pulled over." I mean, we already knew. Like, Ugh. I already knew what happened. I was like, "Dang, he's gonna go to jail, huh? Yeah. He's gonna be in there for a while." So, there is this program where if if you are an illegal, I mean, at least at that time, I don't know if it's still a thing now, but you you have to spend. If they, they give you an option, you sign this paper, they take you back to Mexico, oh, or you don't sign this paper. And we try to, you know, we try to, we take you to trial and then we try to, you know, do something. We try yeah, to fix you. We try the to judge or convince the judge that you're an upstanding citizen. <clears throat> you're here trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Right. So my dad, I mean, he has no, no, he doesn't have a criminal history. He doesn't have a DUI. He, he's not a bad person. So he had a clean record. Right. So yeah. he, but he had to, to be in jail for like three months. <gasps> it was like three and a half months. So While you're in high school, your dad's in jail. Yeah. Now, what oh I remember, what I remember, I mean, it was just sad because uh, you remember we just got the house in um, Queen, Queen Creek. Creek, right? Yeah. So the the thing that that was that was sad was uh, they spent the life their like life savings on this lawyer because the lawyer was, I mean, one of the top lawyers and. I mean, by, you know, very, you know, how lawyers are expensive, right? So oh, outrageous. We, we were not able to pay for the mortgage of the house in Queen yeah. Creek. Yeah. And so anyways, long story short, we end up losing the house in Queen Creek. Um, <laughs> and my mom, we would go visit my dad in, in jail, right? So he had like the orange jumpsuit and then like the, the handcuffs and around his ankles, around his. Oh my and it's gosh. Like, it was oh such a sad, yeah, it was such a sad sight. And I was just like, I'd see my mom crying and like, you know, cause we like for, for the first two months, we didn't know what was going on. Like the, the lawyer of was course. like, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll yeah. do what I can. We're going to try to work. But it wasn't like, it, it wasn't certain that he was going to be able to, to get out or to fix pay. We, we, we didn't know if he was going to fix his, his yeah. status or if he was going to go back to Mexico. Right. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, but it's just it, that that sight of seeing my dad in like that orange jumpsuit, and then like next to him, there's like this tatted bald dude, like you know, gangster looking <laughs> yeah, guy. Right. It's, yeah, it's like my dad doesn't belong there. Like I know my dad's a good guy. Like he like he's super humble. He's one of the most humble people that I've ever met in my life. 
and wow. he's a hardworking individual, but that I, I feel like that. And then seeing my, my mom cry at night and seeing, you know, that we, we didn't have money to, to eat out and to, you know, to, for, for like the next two Christmases, uh, we, we didn't have money for like gifts and, you know, that, that kind wow. of stuck with me yeah. because how could after, it not, how could it not? I mean, that's traumatic for sure. It, it was just like a, a snowball effect. Right. So that happens. And then uh, of course, like my dad eventually like didn't sign the paper. Like there was like this one thing, cause I was born in the United States and I was an only child and my mom was here and whatever, like, they, like he was able to fix his status, but yeah. soon after, I mean, you have like the, like the economic collapse, right. So right. The, the construction job, like construction, like really slowed down. So we were at a period for a, a couple of years where it was like, it was, it was pretty, we lost a house in Queen Creek. My dad was working maybe like once a week if he was lucky. He only, you know what I mean? So yeah. for like the next Christmases and birthdays, like yeah, there isn't a lot of gift. It, it was sad. So yeah. I, 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 I told so myself, I'm like, I want to be able to, to do something, to be successful, to, to do something, to help my family out. Right. Cause I want to be able to be, I want to be able to buy my dad a new truck with air conditioning. I want to be able oh. to buy my mom a car that actually works and doesn't break down all the time. I want to be able to like, you know, I want to be successful to help them out. They already yeah. did. A, they already did a lot in coming into the United States and they, you know, they, they worked very hard and I really want to want to reward them, you know? So yeah. anyways, what I was trying to say is like, that was like my, my drive. That was like my, my fire, right? That was yeah. like, my, I want to do something. I don't want to like F up and just like go smoke pot and like, you know, yeah. like just waste my life. I want to, I want to go to school. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do this. And, and, and I'm going to get a good career, a good job, a good career, a good profession. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I mean, I was, I, that, that you've, you've done that. You've done that. I mean, that's, that is something that you can check off your list, but also, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't think that that is typical for somebody your age to be thinking about their parents and be wanting to provide for their parents. I mean, that says a lot about you and the kind of son you are. I mean, it's, it's very, very sweet and very, very precious that you're so committed to their happiness and taking care of them. And, you know, I've always wondered like, why does Victor, God, he's just killing himself. Like you're in your studio six days a week from sun up yeah. to sun down, you are killing yourself. And I'm like, what is it? But now I understand, like now mm -hmm. I get where your drive and your fire comes from. And it's, it's even a, a more beautiful story than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, there, there's so many, there's so many people that I've seen, um, and I've come across that have had very similar, um, kind of like it, circumstances. Right. Uh, so that's why like, uh, like some people are just like, they, they hate illegals and they think they're all bad. And it's like, no, they're not all bad. Like my dad's not a bad guy. There are bad, there are bad people that come into this country that, yes. that come from Mexico that, you know, they're, they're gangbangers and, but, but not all of them are bad. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I had a book club at my house last night and we were talking a little bit about that. And one of the people here said, we need to close the borders. And I was like, it's not about opening the borders or closing the borders. Those are black and white solutions. There are yeah. solutions between those two that we need to focus on because it's I, not an open or a close. Don't, don't simplify the problem of immigration. Don't simplify it by just saying 
it's those two things. I have so many students whose parents are illegal. Yeah, and right. I'm like, you cannot, like, that kid needs his parents here. Mm-hmm. And then I have, you know, my lazy American students like, this is stupid. I hate school. <laughs> and you're like, there's the door. Get your belongings and go. Because this yeah. kid... This kid is trying to not only take care of himself, but give back to his parents. So if you hate school and you don't want to be in college, go. Yeah, and it's crazy because I have I've had um I've had friends that, you know, their their families from Mexico, they moved here. Their parents were working like two jobs, you know, so they can save up for tuition to pay tuition for little Jimmy over here. And then Jimmy's slacking in school. He's not going yeah. to class. He's and then I'm just like, dude, your parents are like killing themselves at work. So they can try to provide so you don't have to pay tuition so you can graduate tuition free and you're over here slacking around, you know, so I've met people like that, too. So irritating, um, very irritating to me. But it seems like, you know, only in America are people like I don't like school. You got people in the Middle East going, if I could just go to school, people in Africa, if I could just go to school, it drives me crazy. crazy. It's, It's a whole different mindset. It's a privilege. If you have set foot in the classroom after high school age you are so privileged. Oh and yeah, start, totally. Start looking at it that way. Cause this is a privilege. I, what I've always said is like, uh, I feel like people that have not experienced, um, that, you know, third world, um, yeah. culture or like, you know, like for example, like when I used to go back to my grandparents' house, yeah. uh, you know, again, the five, you have five minutes to shower because it's like you boil the water that makes you appreciate the water yeah. that you have here. Right. Absolutely. So you're, you're very grateful for that. But before that, I wasn't grateful. I'd, I'd be using, you know, I'd be on my phone, showers on 30 minutes, you know, and then I get in the shower. <laughs> but after that, it's like, you know, once I started doing that, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go in. I'm yeah. going to, you know, so, but it, that's it, awesome. I feel like we all should go through that. Like we, yeah. we all should experience that, you know? Absolutely. And where did you go to college? I went to college at uh, MCC. Okay. Because uh, so it's the yeah. best. Thunderbirds, let's go. Thunderbirds, uh, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, so I did my, I got my prerequisites, you know, just like how everybody does it. The majority of people, it's much yeah. cheaper. Much cheaper. You do your cheaper. prerequisites. You get then, professors like Trisha Beckham. And why wouldn't you want to take class from Trisha Beckham? <laughs> yep. And then that's why you drop out. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> I'm <totally> kidding. <laughs> hey. Hey, there goes that, that only child syndrome, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's rearing its ugly head again. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean i went to mcc did my prerequisites there and then i went to asu sun nice. devil right and then i Boo. got my bachelor's in exercise science nice and uh yeah i mean i how I did moved you here when I how was... did you choose that major why exercise science because uh there was i mean it was, when i was in high school i went to desert high school i was involved in engin- like an engineering club nice and you would we would do like uh there was a robotics program towards because and the, like you know oh, the yeah. freshman year you learn about yeah. the electrical engineering the the sophomore year you learn about the mechanical portion of it and then yes. the senior year you you go into like a robotics team and then you kind of build robots and then you compete in this like little Absolutely. tournament yeah yep. so it's pretty cool that I, I I thought that I was gonna be majoring in engineering and my my uh, focus wanted I, like I wanted to do electromechanical right. Okay. Uh, so for for the longest time, I mean, and in, in, I would say like in high school, I was like, okay, I might do, I might do engineering. There was a job fair, right? The high school provided a job fair, which I thought was amazing. I was like, th- th- every high school should have this. So they brought yeah. in professionals. 
and then they it was kind of like a little fair right so you can go up you can go up to them and then you can ask them questions and then they tell you what they do in their career how they got to their career and you know like that'll kind of give you a better perspective on if you're gonna like it or if you want to steer more into maybe software engineering right so i i talked to this guy he was i believe a sports medicine doctor and he worked with the arizona cardinals yeah but uh, he was, he was, you know, I, I go up and he had a picture of, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, I, I'm a big Cardinal fan. Uh, so I was talking to the guy and then he, he was just basically giving me a little rundown of what he does and how he works with athletes and, um, you know, how, how he, what he does during, you know, to rehabilitate, uh, uh, torn ACL or how he checks to see if, if the shoulder's in place or how he fixes, uh, dislocated shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so that was one thing that kind of solidified my uh, career path, right? Wow. Before that, when uh, in high school, I played soccer, of course, right? But yeah. I also wrestled. Oh. Right. So I I was always at the athletic with the athletic trainer after <laughs> right. practices, ice, icing the shoulder. Yeah. I separated it like twice. Uh, oh. I, I had hamstring injuries. I, I dealt with all these different injuries and, um, you know, you've had your, your injuries oh, uh, yeah. in the past, right. That you've dealt with. It really oh, yeah. brings you down, especially when you, when you're used to being super active. Right. Yeah. So what I, what I came to realize and I thought was really cool is, um, how you have an injury and you feel like you're at your lowest, right. Because you want to compete or, you know, you're good at the sport and you know, like you're out. So like, you can't help your team out anymore. And you kind of get depressed in a way, at least I did. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I thought it was really cool how they can help you, how the the athletic trainer, the physical therapist, they help me. And not only with my my injury, but they also helped me with my uh, morale, right? They they, yeah. they gave me more confidence again. They, they boosted up my, yeah, like they, they just gave me uh, that sensation and saying like, hey, everything's going to be okay. This happens to everybody. And I thought that that was really cool, right? Yeah. I thought that it was really cool how they were able to help me with, uh, you know, going past my injury and also like the mental aspect of it saying like, hey, dude, it's going to be okay. Like you, this happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. So, so let, uh, me make that... this, let me make this connection for you. So when you were talking about robotics, you said, I like to take things apart right? Mm -hmm. And build Mm -hmm. them back together so that they work again. And really, that is what you're doing with people. That's what you're doing with the human body. You're and I know this because I've been a client of yours. And I don't I can't tell you how often I mean, just two weeks ago, when we were working out, and I said, man, my back hurts right here. Like, I think it's my trap. I think it's my lat. And what did you say? You're like, No, it's not. It's over here under your armpit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've been sitting here treating where my lat and my trap meet. And you're like, no, it's way over here. And really in about five seconds, you made it feel better. And I literally mean five seconds. I know you're like, you still need to go and take care of this. And you're right. But you really do take apart by saying, well, wait, let's look at all the components and see what this is. And then you rebuild people. I mean, you did it with robots, Mm -hmm. but now you do it for a living with people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the human engineer, right? Yeah. That's what you are. (laughs) I believe that. So when you get, so you graduate from ASU and what do you do? Where do you get a job? What's, what's your path look like? 
you know, I, I graduated with my bachelor's. I was still kind of trying to figure out, like, do I want to go the fitness way or do I want to go the rehab way? Right. Sure. Because you can always specialize. Yeah. And I, I, I found and I, I, I was doing some research and then I was watching some videos and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like the whole wellness centers, you know, like how they have a whole profession, like a whole umbrella of professionals from naturopathic doctors all the way to massage therapists, physical therapists, uh, whatever. All There's like a, a bunch of professionals under one roof and then they help that individual out in yeah. all different aspects. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to intern with them. Intern was about six months. Okay. And I was like, we have to choose either a gym, a clinic or something where we have to get the specific amount of hours and then we get signed off and then we're, you know, we're done. Right. It's kind of like a final. Yeah. So yeah, I I end up finding Cornerstone and I end up uh, going to do my internship with this chiropractor. Her name's Dr. Lori that you, you, I think you've been. I know Dr. Lori. I do. Yep. She's the best. Yeah. So I worked, I did, I was doing my internship. Now there was another chiropractor. I believe she's still working there. Her name's Dr. Pence. She golfs, right? So she's a huge golfer. She's like a 65 year old lady. Really nice. Really humble. Yeah. She's on her way out, right? She's uh, She's been there. She's done that. Now she wants to travel. But anyways, she and alongside with Dr. Lori were kind of my mentors in a way. You know, they were really good people. They were, they were telling me, they're like, hey, we see that you have a passion for this. You yeah. should look into movement specialists. Yeah. So, so, so something in that area, because it's kind of unique, right? It's kind of, uh, you're not a physical therapist, but you're not a personal trainer. You're kind of yeah. like a mesh of both, right? And he, she's, they both said, they're like, this is like the new era, the new wave. And, you know, Dr. Pence, she's been to plenty of seminars. I, I believe she was also licensed as a human movement specialist. Interesting. And she was the one that paid for this seminar that was in Glendale. Now, mind you, this seminar is like $1,200. Oh, my goodness. Right? She's like, I see. I, she believed in me. She's like, I see your passion. I see the way you talk to people. I know you're going to do really well in this. Go give wow. it a shot. So she buys me the ticket to get into the seminar. I go to the seminar and I I fall in love. I'm like, this is this is perfect. This is like what I was missing, you know? Uh, and then I learn a little bit more about that. And a little, you know, a little bit of time passes by. I save up some money because it's not cheap. And I go into this program, which is the human movement specialist program. And, you know, a couple thousand dollars later uh, and about a year and a half to two years later, I get my license, right? And they go as the the way they work, you know, are you familiar with fascia? I'm not. I don't even know what that is. So anyways, you got to dumb it down for the white girl. I'm just kidding. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) That's your job today. I know, right? No, so pretty much they teach you how to assess the body, right? So you have to find the main origin of your pain. So why is your lower back hurting? Okay, you went to go see a chiropractor. They adjusted the lower back. But why does it keep going out? What yeah. muscle are you not activating when you're walking or when you're bending over or whatever movement you're doing that hurts your back? What right. muscle is it that you're not activating? And once you figure that out, strengthen it. And then so loosen up the tissue that's really tight, the muscle that's really tight, and then strengthen the muscle that's weak. And that's pretty much what they show you as a wow. human movement specialist. Gary Cook was a physical therapist. That, um, he's written like plenty of books on, yeah. um, you know, like like the body and uh, the different kinds of uh, uh, tests that you can that you can make for like an ankle, a uh, hip, whatever. But this guy's like wow. the big wig of uh, he's kind of like the founding father of this kind of stuff, right? Okay, so, so he's like putting on these symposiums at a Marriott, and you're going to get this training. 
Like you just keep yeah. going back to get training from him to be prepared correct. for your certification. Okay. Got it. Yeah, correct. There's like, there's like different levels, right? Gotcha. There's, there's like different levels. So like the, there's level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. And then once you get to like the top level, you're like, okay, like you're, you, you've had X amount of hours. Um, now you can, now you can practice it. Now you can do it okay. on people because if you don't know what you're doing, like you can hurt someone. Right. 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 And the right. last, the last thing that you want to do is hurt that person, give them the wrong exercise, reinforce that bad movement pattern or reinforce the muscle that's tight and that's causing the, the issues. And then they sue you. Right. I don't want you to sue me, Trisha. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, would, I would never. So then somebody who we always talk about and we have differing opinions about, but this ah, person also is, <laughs> he is You're not. talking about the one and only. Stop. Okay. Stop calling yes. him that. So how the did he, only. cause you were telling me like, this is his whole, cause he has a business. I didn't actually know Tom Brady had a business. I just thought arrogance was his business, but you're saying, no, he has, <laughs> he has a legitimate business that is in the same arena. Like this is really what his, his team of people are doing. Right. Let me tell you, let me tell you this, why I feel he is the goat as you know, we say, and we joke around. Not not only because he's the best quarterback averaging the most passes and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. He's 40, what is he, 43, going on 44 years old. And yeah. the man is still throwing bullets. And the man yeah. is just won a Super Bowl last year, right? Yeah. He is healthy, right? So there's two individuals, actually. So it's him and the other person is LeBron James, okay? LeBron yeah. James and Tom Brady. If you look at their past history of injuries, they have not – had any serious injuries where they have to have surgery, right? Like, right. you know, like Peyton Manning, the guy had like tons of surgeries, right? Absolutely. Um, why is it that these guys are still healthy? Because they stay ahead of the injuries. They work specifically Tom Brady, right? Because he's opened his clinics, which are called the TB12s. Yeah. And they he has and he houses human movement specialists, right? And basically what they're doing is, and what he's doing is, He's investing, I believe that I read an article here about a million dollars a year in his wow. body, right? Wow. But again, when you're an athlete, I mean, that's, that's your moneymaker. Like, yeah. I don't see why all these athletes are not doing that. You know, there's some that, you know, they buy the Ferrari instead. It's like, dude, two years later, you see him like not even on the team because he hasn't been performing well because his shoulders like strained, right? Yeah. So yeah, or, or it's a career ending injury and there's nothing you, you can't come back, you know, at a certain point, exactly. you can't come back. And that's why I, I admire, I truly admire Tom Brady because the way he thinks, right? He's so smart. Uh, he, he really takes care of his body and utilizes methods that I was taught um, to, to, for his body, right? To treat his body and to stay ahead of the injuries and to strengthen and to give him the strength to uh, be able to, you know, to, to prolong that career, right? Right, so, right, right. So uh, you, ha you have this man that's 43 years old, and he still, it still looks like he has another good three to five years in yeah. his body. That's He's true. performing like a, like a 30-year-old. Sure, know? yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so you kind of touched on this, but explain the difference between prehab, because everybody knows rehab. If you talk to anybody who's even gone to the gym 10 times in their life, they know what rehab is, but not very many right. people know what prehab is. Oh my gosh, I believe prehab is one of the most important things that we should be doing, right? Every time yeah. we touch foot in a gym, anytime we touch foot on a track, 
anytime we do any sort of physical activity that's that's pretty aggressive like i feel we should all be warming up right so pretty much prehab is um uh you know warm-ups or stretches or or st little stability exercises you can do to prevent injury right? right so and this is something you know i preach to everybody right because yes uh, you know, we work all these hours behind the desk and then we grab our gym bag and then we run to the gym and then we start the, the you know, the aggressive exercises. So it's like the intense exercises. So it's like you, you're putting your body under all this stress and you, you never do anything to, to loosen up the muscles or as I always say, like do the tune up for your body, for your muscles, right? So yes. that 99% of the time, leads to injury so for example i had this other lady this one lady that came in um on friday and she was mentioning you know she was she was working and she felt like her right hip was tight because she had she slept in the wrong position and she pushed through it at work and you know she went to the gym and she was doing some deadlifts and then the right hip just went out right oh so yikes where it could have simply been avoided by when she you know you know, if she was to wake up and she could have done a couple of stretches and or right prior to doing the, the deadlifts or the exercises at the gym, she could have been stretching. She could have done some sort of rolling on the hip and that would have avoided the, the injury. Right. Yeah. So I always try to preach uh, because I've seen some nasty injuries. I've had my injuries in the past. I've learned the hard way uh, to Same. warm up, to stretch, to do any sort of like, you know, it takes like five minutes every time you wake up or 10 minutes, you know, if you're at the gym to just move the arm around, stretch the leg muscle, roll a little bit. Uh, and, and then, you know, start the exercises and maybe start like some sort of like light workout, light, you know, with light weight. Some people do the, the mistake of loading up the bar or loading up the, the machine with the excessive weight for the yeah. first round. Right. Right. But yeah, very important to stay ahead, stay ahead of the injury, which I, try to tell everybody, all my friends, all my family members, everybody that I know, because I've, I've had the, the worst of the worst injuries and I don't wish that upon anybody else. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, all of my injuries have come from not prehabbing properly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I've run, you know, I've run marathons and nobody, mm -hmm. I mean, people would say stretch, but I was like, yeah, I don't really stretch. And I got mm -hmm. away with that for a couple of years until it really was debilitating yes, not, and not to do those stretches. And it's like, I, I <clears throat> paid for like seven, eight years with the same hamstring injury simply because I was not doing any prehab. Yeah. And to touch a little bit on that subject there, there how you're mentioning, uh, we there, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I come across people that tell me like, oh, yeah, I don't need to stretch. I feel like I'm good. You know, yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time to stretch. You hear everything in the book. Well, it's only going to take you so long. Yes, you might feel perfect right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guarantee you, if, if you were to let me poke around at your muscles, I can find a muscle that's tight. Right. Yeah. I feel I, I, I try to do like a like a maintenance routine on like massages and I go at least once a month. Uh, I feel fine. I feel like I have no injuries. But when I go to the massage, man, like sometimes they poke around on my lower back, my hips. Yeah, tight, really tight. And it's like, it's crazy, because I feel good. But yep. doesn't 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 necessarily mean that my muscles are perfect or good. You know, they're the, one side's tighter than the other. Uh, the, the, the massage ends up being like really, really aggressive, because I mean, I just didn't really stretch that week, or I, 
you know, I didn't drink enough water, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because when I was, you know, injured, I went to a physical therapist and I was working with the physical therapist. I don't know if you remember this, but for four or five, six weeks and you kept asking me, how are you doing? I'm like, I, it's getting worse. Like it's, and you said, okay, enough is enough. You're going to go see Dr. Lori, who's a chiropractor. And I'm like, right. I don't even believe in chiropractic, right? Like mm -hmm. that's just not even a thing. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. When you sent me to the chiropractor, not only was I being adjusted by Dr. Lori, mm -hmm. then I was also going to rehab where they were stretching me. They were using muscle stimulation. They were even using a cold laser. They were doing all of that. But then part three of what they do is this massage. And when mm -hmm. you say massage, people go, oh, that's so nice. No, it's not. It is it's so not. <laughs> physically torturing you for an hour like yeah. somebody who and you're like I will tell you anything you want please stop hurting me that's the kind of massage we're talking about we're not talking about like nice sense and this really relaxing thing you almost can't take it it gets to the yes. point where you're like I got to get off this table and yeah. they do, you know cupping is part of that and it becomes massage to me when you first said massage and I'm like, I, what is he talking? How is that even going to help? It almost helps more than the other two, more than uh -huh. the chiropractic and more than the rehab, the stretching and the heat and ice and all of that. It's, it's crazy how important uh -huh. that component is. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, there's adjustments are really good. Uh, they're, they're adjusting your, your joints back into place. Right. But we all have control over our muscles, not our bones, right? So yep. um, it, it's kind of one of those things that that's cool. You can go get adjusted, but if you don't do anything for the muscles, if you don't do anything to loosen up the muscle, an example, like a massage, and yeah. you don't do anything to strengthen the muscle, an example, uh, rehab, right? You're not yeah. going to get better. You're going to continue seeing the chiropractor. And same thing with massage, right? If you just get a massage, if you just get a massage, you're only going to loosen up the tissue, but guess what? That, that once do you loosen up that muscle, this other side is still weak. So yeah. this other side's still going to get tight. So it's, it's like, you have to have a combination of, of everything. Right. And that's kind of yeah. like what I like doing, except I I'm only missing the component of, of, of adjustment. Like that's the only thing I don't do. Right. But um, yeah, that you, it's kind of like, you need, you need the, the massage for sure. That's a very important component. But it then is. you also need a an adjustment to put the bones back into place, right? Yeah. What kind of massage? We, like, if we categorize it, what kind of massage is it? It's, it's like a deep a... it's called a deep tissue massage. Okay, it's so. There's painful. different forms. Yeah, different <laughs> forms. It is painful. There's different forms of massage. There's yeah. uh There's that Swedish massage, lymphatic drainage, which is the one that's like very soothing, and they're only like rubbing your skin. Yeah. Um, there's the the sports massage, which is a little bit faster. It's like you'll see like those people that like their their strokes are fast. Yeah. There's the there's the deep tissue that you probably get at Nevi Health. Yeah. There's the there's the cupping. There's the, the scraping. Cupping, yeah. So the there's scraping. just it just yeah. It all depends on the case, right? It all depends on what kind of injury you have because it's one of those things that it's not a one size fits all. If that makes no. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a great way to say it. Well, and also I always tell people. I walk out of there and I'm bruised. That's yeah. what kind of massage we're talking about. And, and guess what? And if I got cupping or scraping, it looks like somebody beat on me with a baseball bat. But what people <laughs> yeah. don't realize is you're making those muscles heal themselves and you're improving, you know, blood flow. And I, mm -hmm. so it's like, I, sometimes I'll, I'll be out like in a tank top and somebody's like, Oh, what happened? And I'm like, 
oh, I got a massage. And they're like, I don't think they're doing it right. And I'm like, oh, no, they're doing it right. This is what it <laughs> should look like. This is how I, it should be. I always tell them I get in a, I always tell those people that, you know, when I go to the gym and I, I have those like cupping marks and like the scraping marks, I'm like, I got in a bar fight last night. So <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> That's funny. Too funny. No. All right. All right. We've got some uh, really specific questions about what you think about nutrition and fitness and things like that. So are you ready for this part? This is where we need all of your knowledge for free. We're going to get all of Victor's tips and tricks for free. Yes. All right. Here's the first question. You have to fill in the blanks. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Nutrition is blank percent of fitness. Working out is blank percent of fitness. So how much is nutrition a factor out of 100% and how much is the lifting weights, the running, the cardio? What do you think that percentage is if you had to split them? <clears throat> well, nutrition is definitely higher, a higher percentage than, than working out, right? Yeah. Um, and not only for like weight loss, but also for uh, like rehabilitation purposes as well, because there's specific foods that you eat that give you inflammation, right? Yeah. There's, like if you're trying to, to work with someone that just got their knee replaced, they have a bunch of inflammation. We're trying to flush out that inflammation so they can regain more range. You can't be eating those foods that are causing more inflammation because it's kind of like you're you're regressing at that point. But to answer the question, I, I it's about a 70 40. Okay. So nutrition is for sure one of the most important things that you that you want to you know take into consideration for like a weight loss goal or for even like a rehabilitation goal. So yeah. Yeah. So we should do seventy thirty since that adds up to a hundred, but seventy forty doesn't. Or we could no, do a, it, we could do a hundred and ten percent because that's what we give Victor when we're in the studio. A hundred and ten percent. Exactly. I only I <laughs> listen. I only operate at a hundred and ten percent. Like I don't do a hundred percent is like too low for me. You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> seventy forty is what it is. Seventy forty. We got it. That's okay. Right. So what are the foods that cause inflammation? Give me three. Three foods you do not want me to eat. When you consume too much sugar, like drinks, for example, uh, not only just foods, but yeah, there's there's uh, like vegetable oil, refined carbohydrates, uh, processed meats, right? So the and this is the thing that I always think is um, something bad, right? Is that you go to like Sprouts and you want to get like the the grass Kobe beef, but it's so it's so expensive, yeah, right? So yeah. we all go to the alternative, which is processed meats and yeah. we all go to like the cheaper one that's that's six bucks because the chicken breast looks like it's three times the size of the one that is you know non-gmo no hormones etc cetera, etc cetera. so i've always said yeah like it, it sucks because they make those foods very expensive uh also another one that i feel is very um it's it's done and it's used tremendously is alcohol excessive drinking yeah. So a lot of us, I mean, you know, there, we have a beer or two every night. I hear that often. I'm oh, I had a long day. And, you know, I had a beer or two. Uh, and it's like, it's like something that's very consistent. And then you kind of start, uh, you start looking at like the whole week and it's like, okay, he had a one beer Monday, two beers Tuesday. And it's like that, I'm, that's why you're feeling the, you know, the, the pressure in the hip joint. That's why you're not losing weight. I mean, you're, you're, you're not eating a, a bunch of carbs, but you're drinking a bunch of carbs. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what does your diet look like? Like on a given day, what are you, what are you putting in your body that I assume you would tell all of your clients to put in their body as well? 
So I try to kind of like, I, I, I cycle it. Right. So I, I'm not always like on a diet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy my foods. Right. I, I told you this plenty of times. Like I love sweets. I love cheesecake. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll splurge myself once in a while. And by splurging, I mean, I'll have like a slice of cheesecake or I'll have a little bit of, uh, you know, a couple of cookies here and there. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, as far as like, uh, like during the week when I meal prep right now, what I'm doing is I'm do I'm eating a little bit more protein and I've increased my carbs a little bit, but I've, I'm eating like good carbs. And the only reason why I've increased my carbs is because I'm back to running yeah. and I've, I'm burning, I'm burning a lot of fuel. So of course, carbohydrates are, are fuel for our body, right? So if you're not consuming enough carbs, you're not going to have that fuel to run like the full marathon. Or you're not going to have that energy to finish the hour and a half workout with the cardio with the 30 minute cardio right so yeah what I like to do is like my morning breakfast consists of no carbs so I'll have like eggs with uh maybe a little bit of turkey bacon and um you know a fruit maybe yeah. like uh sometimes I have like half of a banana because a banana has a lot of carbs yeah. if I run out of my fruit but there are fruits that don't have a lot of carbs in them and like blueberries, raspberries, right? And then for my lunch, because some, you know how my days are really long, I'll yeah. maybe, I'll throw in more of the carbs for my lunch. So like for, for the whole day, for example, I try to consume about 55 grams of carbs, 60 grams of carbs now, I should say. Okay. And my lunch will consist of 40 of those 60 grams of carbs, right? So that way it gives wow. me enough fuel for the workout and fuel for the rest of the work day. Okay. And then at, at dinner time, I'll consume like a high protein, low carb dinner, right? So for example, I'll have like a, like a chicken breast or a salmon with some avocado and then a little bit of tomato or avocado and some asparagus, right? Okay. So yeah, it's, it's what I've really noticed. And what I try to tell everybody is if you don't log your food, you're not really gonna, you're not gonna know how many carbs, how many proteins, uh, how many fats you're, you're not going to know what you're consuming. You're not going to, at the end of the day, you're going to see like, Oh, you had a little, you had a half of a donut here. You had a little piece of a cookie there, but then it'll tally up to 200 grams of carbs. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's exactly why you're not losing, losing the weight or that's exactly why you're not, uh, seeing like a, a difference, even though you're killing yourself in the gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. When, when I first met with you, you're like, you got to log it. And I was like, oh man. So, you know, you take an app and you put it on your phone and you literally put in everything you eat and it's pretty eye opening. Like mm-hmm. the first couple of days you're like, oh no. But, uh, I used to always put, you know, when I would do my protein shake, I throw a whole banana in there and a mm-hmm. whole banana has what? 35 grams of carbs. I'd say if I'm guessing. And so then you put the carbs and the protein powder in here. I just had more carbs than if I would have eaten a Snickers bar, but I'm thinking I had a protein shake, but really, no, I just had the equivalent of two Snickers bars. Now it's protein and it's natural fruit and all that, but still at the end of the day, that's too much for me. And I'm going to actually wait. You don't understand until you log it. So, oh my gosh. And yeah, the banana, 30 grams of carbs, an apple, a red apple is 27 grams of carbs, a slice of bread, 17 grams of carbs. So you don't, even if you think you're eating healthy, oh, I had, I just had an apple and a banana or I had the, or I put an apple and a banana into a shake and that was my breakfast. Yes, that's good. But that's already 50 grams of carbs with just the fruit and then maybe another 20 with the protein. So, you know what I mean? So suicide, it's, it's nutrition suicide. Correct. 
And then right. everybody, everybody is different, of course. Um, when you look at the numbers, for example, someone that's going through menopause, because I have some clients that are, you know, mid fifties, late fifties. For them, we have to tailor the the numbers, right? So they have to consume a little bit more fats yeah. than carbs, if that makes sense. Because that'll kind of, yeah. So it, it it just depends. It depends on the individual. It depends on the age. It depends on if they're on their activity level. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you really have to sit down with them and ask them like, okay, well, what does your physical activity look like? How old are you? How is your body feeling? Are you experiencing this? Are you so there's like so many different factors that play a role in what you're gonna, you know, suggest for their diet, right? Makes sense. So Mm -hmm. what's the number one factor in losing weight? You can only say one thing. If I come to you and I say, I want to lose weight, what you're going to say, you have to do blank. And I know there's lots of things you have to do. But if I said, I can only do one thing, what would you tell me to do? That's a lot. Oh. Of, that's, that's something that uh, I, I get, I get often, right? People tell me, they come in, they're like, Hey, I'm doing my nutrition is on point. I'm eating really well. My I'm killing myself in, in the, in the gym doing, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of core but I'm not seeing definition in the core. And I see like, I still have a little bit of belly fat. I still see that I have some lower back fat. Yeah. Um, I want to lose the muffin top. So you have to do cardio. Like that's why I tell everybody, you have to at least try to do four days where it's at least a 30 minute cardio session. Right. And then that mixed in with the weight training that mixed in with the nutrition. Those are all, uh, those components are all going to work together to help shape you and help you with your goal. Kind of yeah. like when we get, when we went, went back to like the rehab, right? You can't just do massage. You can't just do chiropractic. You can't just do physical. You have to do a little bit of everything, right? So yeah. very similar. Yeah. And if somebody wants to gain muscle, what would be the one thing? You can only tell them one thing. What would you say? Protein, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just get kidding. your shake, man. <laughs> Chicken breast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know. Right. No, it's, 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 uh, it's funny because that's what like all these trainers, all these like buff juice monkeys will tell you, right. The roided out dude, you got to eat more protein. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's honestly like just doing a little bit less cardio and a little bit more like weight training, right. And and eating and increasing a little bit more of your carbs and a little bit more of your proteins. Yeah. And what factor does water play in all of this? Losing weight, gaining muscle, just overall fitness. What's your feeling about the importance of of getting enough water? Well, water has a lot of benefits, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they under drink water and they they notice, you know, for like uh, tissue related purposes, like muscle spasms, cramps, right? Charlie horses in the middle of the night or they're working out doing a hamstring curl. And then they get a Charlie horse and a hamstring curl. Well, that's because your muscle is not properly hydrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's uh, flushing out inflammation. You guys hear me saying this a lot and I preach it a lot. And I tell yeah. you, and I tell you all my clients, even though I've been working with them for a year or two, uh, hey, make sure you drink lots of water. And I always repeat it every time I do rehab after like a rehab session. Hey, make sure you drink lots of water because we need to flush out all those toxins that we just moved around, right? Yeah. But yeah, drinking water is huge. Yeah. Well, Very and I didn't, I didn't realize this. I think you told me this uh, a long time ago, but I said something about, I drink coffee before I come to work out with you. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, you're walking in here dehydrated. And so your muscles are more prone to injury. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, what? Nobody had ever told me that. And when you said that first, I was like, oh man, I can't drink coffee anymore. But mm-hmm. secondly, I was like, I didn't know it was so detrimental 
to right yeah. before you work out. I just had no idea. So I thought that was something that I was like, <clears throat> we, got, we got to tell everybody that because that's a oh, huge, yeah. huge problem. For sure. And have you ever like realized, uh, like if you don't drink enough water, like the way you, like you feel kind of groggy, you feel oh, uh, yes. foggy minded, yes. you're low energy, you yes. feel tight, you get a headache, there's dehydration, right? So yeah, there, I, t- I try to tell everybody to consume plenty of water the day prior, right? Yeah. Because what you consume and what you put in your day prior is how you're going to feel the next day, right? Yeah, 100% so, true. Yeah. So and not not only just like the hour, I know I tell people, hey, make sure you consume something small, like the, the hour before the like, at least an hour before the workout. No, it's it's that's important, but also what you consume the day prior. But yes, drinking yeah. lots of water, properly hydrating. And then even though even when you're like in activity, right, making sure you take little sips of water, don't like wait, the you wait until the end of the workout to drink all your water. A lot of people yeah. make the mistake of um, they tell me, yeah, I had a jug of water. But it's like they had the jug of water like only during their workout. Like they didn't even like sip on the water during work. Yeah. Your your body, what is it? It's it's made up made up uh, of two thirds of water. Yeah. Right. So it's huge. Huge. Yeah. So I am not your oldest client, but you do have a lot of women that are your clients, and some of them are older. And so Mm -hmm. as I'm aging, I'm starting to realize like I've really got to commit to this. And what would be the two or three things you would tell somebody who's getting older, who's in their late forties, early fifties? What, what do you think is important for them to really focus on? Prehab. Yeah. Prehab, right? Because, uh, you're, you're gonna, you injure yourself. What's going to happen. You're going to sit out of, uh, the physical activity. You're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to work out because of like that lingering lower back pain that you got because you didn't stretch you know, the, with that workout session the day prior. So honestly, like staying ahead of the injury, trying to, trying to, you know, we want to treat our bodies as a temple. We only have one body, right? Of course we can't like clone ourselves. We can't, you know, but (laughs) not yet. It might be coming, but not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Maybe in the next like 20 years, we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, I mean, um, just basically treating your body, right. Treating your body, right. With prehab, uh, eating the correct kind of food, fueling your body correctly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then also like, uh, like one thing we haven't really touched, uh, based on is like mental health as well. Like what are things that you're going to do to de-stress because we all have those stressful days. Right. Yeah. And if you have a stress, a stressful day and you don't do anything to, to de-stress, well, muscles will hold on to the stress and uh, your body dumps a bunch of cortisol. And then that's not good for all the other systems. Like your, your humans, human nervous system, your immune system, your, circulatory system it kind of like makes it uh shut down a little bit it doesn't work efficiently when it's like dumped with cortisol right yeah. so i always try to tell people like hey do something to to get your mind off of that stressful day at work or that stressful call go for a walk go for a bike ride go you know go read a book go do something so mental yeah. health is just as important yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks for adding that in. That is important. Okay. Our last question. What is your favorite fitness motto or saying? You only live once. (laughs) YOLO. 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 (laughs) Right. No, I I think I really really like I've stuck with the um, proud but never satisfied. You know, I I set goals for myself and I started – I went to this personal growth seminar about three years ago. 
And are you familiar with like uh, Tom Bilyeu or like Dean Graziosi or uh, Brendan Burchard or uh, Ed Milet, like any of those people? I, I No, names sound familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay, so these people are pretty much like self-made millionaires, right? So they have a really good mindset and then they preach kind of like uh, the importance of health the importance of having a stable mental, you know, have, being really having a good mental drive. Yeah. Uh, so they, they give you like gold, like a pretty good amount of gold nuggets. And they, they show you how they were able to switch their, their mindset and make it stronger. And that helped them succeed with whatever it is that they, you know, that they accomplished in life. But anyways, you can you can use that uh, for anything in your life, right? Any sort of goal, anything that you have, but proud, but not satisfied. Proud, proud, but never satisfied. Yeah, like never I feel, satisfied. I feel like I've I've hit and I've I've done a lot of uh, I've I've hit a lot of goals, right? Um, but I have plenty more. Like sometimes what happens is you're you rewrite the comfortable lane, right? So what makes us who we are and what makes us grow, what makes us stronger, is going through a path that's like the unknown, doing things that are uncomfortable. I feel like that definitely kind of builds character, right? It it gives you more confidence because you're like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but you know what? I still did it. And on the other side, like it wasn't that bad. And then you start becoming to where you being uncomfortable is like a norm. And in order for you to grow as a human, right, you have to, you have to go through like uncomfortable situations. You have to be able to tell yourself like, Hey, uh, that looks like, uh, I don't know if I, if I'm going to do really well with this, but this is the next step I have to take in order for me to grow or in order for my business to grow or in order for me to get my degree, you, you have to do it. So for me, like, you know, COVID, right. COVID was really scary. It was a scary time. And I, as, as a business owner, I mean, I, before I signed my lease, my overhead was like a couple thousand dollars. And I only had at the time, maybe three clients, four clients that I brought oh, over from wow. Navi Health. Right. Wow. So it was kind of one of the, I had a little bit of savings, right? Yeah. Where I was like, okay, it gives me a cushion for maybe like two, three months. But if I don't do well for those two, three months, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to go down and I'm going to, and then you start thinking about things, bankruptcy, you're, you're, you're going to get evicted from the studio, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? So oh, yeah. what did I do? I was against all odds. Right. So I was like, yeah. you know what? Screw this. This is my passion. I want to do this. I want to be my, I want to, I've always dreamt of having a studio of my own. Yeah. I'm going to sign the lease. Screw it. Uh, whatever happens, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And you know, if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. So again, that was uncomfortable. I was a little scared, but I still did it. And you know, I'm so glad I did it. So that's just like one example. But if I didn't sign the lease, because I was scared and because I I, I wanted to be comfortable, and I could have been still been working at Nevi Health, right? Yeah, I I would bought holistic fit. Yeah. So Well, I'm so glad you did because you've really helped me tremendously. And I know you're incredibly busy. It's a it's a thriving business, probably more thriving than you thought it would be or that some days you probably want it to be less of a thriving business because you are slammed busy. Yeah. Because you're so good. Thankfully. You're so good. Thankfully. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so blessed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was... But you're also uber talented. I mean, you are incredibly talented. I, I've worked out with a lot of trainers, a lot of physical therapists. I mean, I've I've been an athlete my whole life. So you are one of the best in the business, bar none. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. That's so sweet. All right, Victor, are you ready for the music challenge? Because you and I, we love the gangster rap. 
people don't know this about me. People, I don't tell people this, you know, cause I am a Christian. And so Christians don't tend to like the gangster rap, but I uh-huh. love it. I love it. I had to pull into Bible study on Tuesday and I had some NWA, <laughs> I had some NWA play and I had to turn it down oh, because, you know, geez. they'll kick me out of church. <laughs> oh my God. But I, I love it. I grew up, you know, I grew up on it. These are the good times. So anyways, so we've got about like five minutes left to do this music guessing game and then we're all done. Sound good? So five songs. Okay. I let you get by with just the title so i don't so i'm just naming the title i'm not naming the artist right do you want to i mean if you feel like you've got game no well i'm 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 not as trisha i'm not as gangster as you okay (laughs) that's definitely true all right so you can can tell us what you know about these five and your job is to just name the five okay okay all right are you ready for your first song Yep, ready. All right, song number one. Cruising down the street in my six four, jocking the freaks, clocking the dough. Went to the park to get the scoop. That's uh, a classic right there. That's Easy a classic. E. Easy, Easy e. E. cruising down the street in my six four. Okay, what's the title of the song? Because it's not that. What what is it? Ah, <laughs> boys in the hood, right? Oh, dang! Yeah. One point for Victor. Getting my mug. <laughs> or what is it, my uh, pacifier? Or my, uh, that's right. My bottle. All right, okay. Good job, good job. Let's try. Let's go here. You ready for number two? Mm-hmm. Here it comes. California. That's the name. Why are you, you are... giving me easy ones? <laughs> What's the name of the song? California Love. You got it. Who's the Tupac. Artist? Yeah. You kidding what? me? I'm from. Ca- who doesn't know who that is? Dude, people don't know who that is. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I'm from Cali though, so like. Okay. Now, see, now you're getting a little arrogant. So we're gonna we're gonna have to throw down here. I'm gonna have to put you back in your place. Okay. Let's let's see. All right. All right. What do I do? What do I do? All right. I don't think you're gonna know this one. That was like guess? five. Se- that was like five seconds. It was six seconds. You need more. Yeah, just a little more. I know this song. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I know this song. Okay. Okay, what is it? Uh, let's see. Um, I was just playing this song at the. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Dang it. I, I have, yeah. like, at the tip of my tongue. I know. Well. Hold on. Hold on. Um, try, I'm going to say it is, it's, uh, starts with a C. Coolio? Uh, Coolio's yeah. a rapper? Okay. Right. Uh, Gangster's Paradise. That's what it is. Oh, he comes up with it. Yes. He comes up with it. Yeah, okay. there you go. I was going to say, because I, yeah, yeah. There you go. There Let's you go. go. Okay, what are we on? All right. Here we go. Number four. That's that's um today's a good day, Ice Cube. Yeah, it, yeah and today is a good day. All yeah. right. 
Well done. You are four for four, Victor. Four told you. for four. You I told you. Down. I was sucking on my pacifier. My mom was bumping <laughs> to this, you know? Changing my diaper. That's hilarious. All right. I don't know. Let's Give me a good do. one, please. You've I, been giving me easy ones. I know, right? I, I don't think you can get this one. I don't think you're going to know it. So here it goes. Jeez. <laughs> okay, um, can you can you just fast forward it to like the wrapping so I can tell like if it's oh, what, okay. kind of, what rapper you it want, is? Because I think you want me to bend the rules to make it easier for you. Is no, I just saying? have to. I, I, well, that is a hard one because. <laughs> That's... Was it? Was it? It wasn't Snoop Dogg, was it? No, no. no here we go. I I forwarded it to the good part. Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, I I have it in my because you know, like in Spotify, like where you have like playlists. Yeah, so I have like this playlist, and I mean that song's in the playlist, but All right. I don't well, know the name of that one. I I had to get at least one point. I couldn't have you sweep. So it's I know right. Back to the hotel. Oh, like, that's what it was. We were listening to that, remember? That's a good, yeah, when we were working out. Okay, here's just, this is the bonus song, Do You Know This Song or Not? Because this is my new favorite song, and I know it, but right now it's in my rotation pretty regularly. Okay, let's hear it. That's an easy one. Do you know I got it? it. Yeah. What is it? I got five on it. I got five on it. Well, I love this song. Now, it do you is. Think, it's a good... I don't think that's gangster rap, though. I don't think it counts. Um, no, no, it's not. It, it doesn't. It's not like super gangster, but I mean, it's it's a that's a good one though. That's a, that's pretty popular. That's a popular I one. I love that song. I love yeah. that song. Well, all Victor, those songs are pretty popular, right? Yeah. You are the gangster rapper that I thought you were. So <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> So what is it? I got four out of six, huh? No, five out of six. You got five out of six, yeah. You yeah. got you got five on it. That's what you got. You got five yes. on it, just like the song said. Right. So what's my prize then? Gosh, what is your prize? I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to bring you some kind of a, again, either a pacifier. Maybe you need like a ring pop. <laughs> I'll bring you a ring a pop. A ring pop. That's perfect. That's <laughs> That'll perfect. work, right? Yeah. Or a baby bottle full of a uh, protein shake. That's probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm totally going to start drinking my protein out of it if you bring it. Take it to the gym and everything. I think you should. People appreciate <laughs> Us old ladies who work out with you, we will appreciate that. You're not old. I know. I'm not. I'm, dude, I'm like, I'm living with like a 32 year old body right now. I may be 48, but Victor has me in such good shape that I'm more like 32. For long term wise, for you to be able to uh, move well, even at age 70, right? Yeah. I got a long range game. So yeah, 70, I think I'll be there if, if I yeah. keep doing what you forced me to do that I paid <laughs> what you I, to make me do. What I forced you to do. <laughs> yeah, All right. right. Thank you, Victor, so much for coming on my podcast. And I appreciate yeah. you. I just admire your drive and just you've got some serious talent. So if people want to find you. you and if they want to become your client, how should they go about it? You have a website. Yeah, so I have a website. It's called holisticfithouse.com. 
And nice. also, if you're wanting to drop by, like to check out the studio, I know I'm pretty busy. You can always get a hold of me at 480-799-8995. Awesome. And, and we'll put yeah. it on our Facebook page and uh, make sure that people can get in touch with you. We'll put the link for the website and that so people can hook up with you if they need to. Uh, awesome. Vi- Victor is taken. So we'll put some pictures <laughs> up of Victor. And he's a handsome guy. So just so you know, he's taken. So don't be texting him, asking him out. That's not appropriate. <laughs> These are only for training sessions, right, Victor? That's right. That's All right. right. <laughs> okay. Have a great rest of your weekend, Victor. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah, this was yeah. fun. I'm so glad. I knew you'd be a good guest. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank have you. a good one. I'll All see right, you Trisha, next you too. Weekend. Sounds good. Sounds All good. Right. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Life Takes Shape. Please visit us on Facebook at Life Takes Shape Podcast. We also would love it if you would leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much.